It's the Beelis Daily on the new 105.5 Sports, live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios here in Auburn. We were talking some high school hockey before the break, and now we're going to call some NHL, Boston Bruins. Tim Rosenthal, he's the managing editor of Bruins Daily, on the line with us, ready to talk all things Bruins. And, and Tim, you know, looking at the standings right now, Boston 57 points, only one point back of the Maple Leafs. Tied with the Canadians, though. So it's it's a tight race for second place, I suppose, in the Atlantic, right? Yeah, for sure. But we're looking at the Bruins and the Habs. They're kind of a good day on a bit of a roll right now. Bruins 6-3-1 their last 10. Habs have won three in a row. They just beat the Bruins the other uh, the other night. But the Bruins getting that point at least uh, keeps them tied for them for the uh, tie time being, but only one point behind Toronto, who's uh, struggling a little bit as of late. A little bit surprising. In fact, there were some boo birds heard uh, Monday night after following their uh, loss to Colorado there. So, going to be, uh, I think it's going to be pretty tight uh, as we uh, get down the stretch here. Yeah, you know, speaking of Toronto, Tim, uh, I, I don't fear them at all for some reason. I I just think if the playoffs started today and they were playing Toronto, they would win that series. I really yeah, do. I think, yeah, I think so as well. One thing that uh, Toronto's going to be easily exposed to once they make an upgrade at the trade deadline is defense. They have all the talent in the world. You have Juan Matthews, Marner. You have John Tavares, who's having a hell of a first season up in uh, Toronto for his hometown team. But where's the defense coming from? Brady Anderson, pretty good in goaltender, but he's – Run out there to dry. Thirty, uh, usually uh, gain thirty-five, forty shots a night there, and I don't care how good you are. You see that many shots on goal uh, per game, you're going to get exposed one way or the other for sure. Yeah, and I, as opposed to the, the uh, the Bruins, their goaltender has been class A, no question. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Halak might uh, Yaroslav Halak might cool down a little bit. During the, uh, since his uh, first tap run, but Tuka Rask has been uh, picking up the pace ever since uh, coming back from his personal absence in, in November. And um, would you love to have two goalies on top of their game going into playoffs? Absolutely. But you have a good caliber goal backup if needed, and you can call him a backup at least for a time being. And Halak and Rask, he's proven time and time again during the middle of the season when he gets on a little bit of a run, he's proven to have more confidence. And I think we're seeing a really confident Rask over the past six, seven games here. Yeah, and you know, he's proven all along that he can do that. What he needs is just what he's getting right now, a tremendous backup goalie that, number one, puts some pressure on him internally, but also gives him a chance to not get fatigued. Yeah, he's, absolutely. He's I not think. a guy that can play 60 games. He just isn't. Uh, no, definitely not. I and mean, we saw even last year with Hudobin when he pushed him a little bit. He played about 54, 55 games. That's about the number where you want to see your starting goaltender. He'll probably get a little bit, uh, he'll probably get fewer starts, I think, this year by the end of the season. But that's not a bad thing necessarily either. And you have a healthy defense as well for the first time this year. So, uh, so that's going to help too, for, for sure. Do you think that uh, when the playoffs started, would Cassidy, he usually what they do is they go with the, whoever's hot and they stick with them. Would, would he Would he go with two goaltenders? Um, yeah, it would be a tough situation to go with that, but um, for any team for that matter, usually the hot, hot, if you have a 
two goaltenders playing well, the harder of the two goaltenders will get the start at least for the first couple games. But they might be on a short leash depending no, on that's true. how well um, they do uh, going into the playoffs for sure. So that'll be something to see. But if you ask me today, I would think Tuka Rask is your starting goaltender for the playoffs. Sure. Uh, Tim, you know, you, you you talked about on your uh, on your site, you know, the – the revolving door to try to find somebody for that second line. How you see that playing out right now? Well, it looks like they might get Peter Solarik a shot. He was the leading uh, goal scorer up down in Providence. He's had a cup of coffee, a couple cups of coffee here in uh, Boston uh, with injuries uh, in the past couple of years. But, uh, but at the same time, will this be the same story, different verse, or, just, uh, or will Solarik at least help... Uh, for the time being, um, we stopped the bleeding there, and they're still going to need an upgrade. And we talked about this time and time again. We're going to talk about it time and time again until the trade deadline. They sure. need a proven top six veteran, I think, to play with Krejci and uh, DeBrusque there. Now, I saw, speaking of DeBrusque, un- unusual for Cassidy, he called DeBrusque out the other night. Yeah, it was a little unusual. Now, that's not to say DeBrusque is. Um, struggling a little bit. I think he has been, but uh, it was also reported yesterday he missed uh, practice with the lower body issue. I don't know if he's out there for the morning skate in Philadelphia yet. They're on the ice, I think, as we speak, but it's a little unusual, especially when you have a guy like David Backus struggling again, and when you have some even younger guys still trying to find their footing in Donato and Force backer Carlson and even Heinen, who I think's taking a step back in his development. So, yeah, I think you want to see more out of DeBrusque for sure, but I was a little surprised by that. Yeah, and he, boy, last year he was absolutely outstanding. Uh, now, how about Corrali? You know, I since he's been back uh, from his injury, uh, I think he's looked really good. Yeah, and uh, I think that Shield has been a keeper for sure. He's given the Bruins an unusual. Uh, unquestionably, a fourth-line spark there. Him, his line in particular with Ragnar and Achari, who I'm calling the whack line. There, they, I think they've been uh, extremely. I think they've been uh, their the second best line aside from the Bergeron line uh, you know, over the past few weeks. Even the Bergeron line struggling a little bit to put the puck in the net. They're still getting chances, but as they will on a nightly basis. But at the same time, I think. Maybe you're looking at the Wagner, the whack line there, uh, get, perhaps being the best line over the past few games. Hey, Tim, I got to tell you, I like that acronym. That's a good one. Uh, I like that. Uh, I don't know what took me so long to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we like it, though. <laughs> yeah, now, I no, hope it catches on. Yeah, really. You could be famous or whatever for it. Uh, no. You know, talking about that, that number one line, uh, they go the way Bergeron goes. There's no question about that. And now that he's back, uh, I think they started out really strong. He got a mm-hmm. did he get a hat trick, and then the next game he got two. I mean, he was on a roll. And then, you know, teams tighten up. They they make sure they have their number one uh, checkers against them and whatever. But I I have faith that you know as long as they continue to skate and whatever, they'll they'll be all right. Yeah, for sure. I I think there's zero worry about that. Now, here there could be a situation where if you get that upgrade at the uh, trade deadline, whether it's a Wayne Simmons or a Jacob Silverberg, 
Cassidy may opt to put David Pasternak with David Krejci. I don't think that's going to be a bad thing either. So you could have a real well-rounded top six, and that's the thing uh, Sweeney really needs to address at the trade deadline. Now, he's going to have, he may have a little virus remorse after the Rick Nash trade and giving up that first-round pick. I know he's not going to uh, get that first-round pick, but uh, he's not going to give up that first-round pick, but uh, you do need an upgrade at the same time. And we have some um, pregame updates from the Bruins' Twitter account that I can share with you now. Uh, DeBrusque and Wagner, both uh, who missed practice yesterday, are going to play tonight. In Philly, Solarik is going to uh, be on the second line, and David uh, Backus is a healthy scratch. Wow. I, yeah. I, I'll say this about Cassidy. I, I mentioned this last time when you called. When when guys in, we didn't play and went up to the ninth floor, at home anyway, <laughs> the uh, it always seemed with Claude it was kind of a punishment. At least it felt that way. I'm sure it wasn't. That's what it felt like. Cassidy's able to do that. I'm, I'm sure it's his demeanor and his the way he handles things. It it always seems like there's a purpose, you know. Uh, they they need a rest. They need to see things up there, you know, so they can see it more clearly and and that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. But uh, at the same time, uh, we want to see the difference between how a young guy handles it versus a veteran guy like uh, David Backus. I don't yeah. think he's been scratched many times during his career at, at all. This might be one of the first times I know that he's been scratched outside of an injury or whatnot. But sure. um, it's going to be interesting to see how he responds. Now, they do have a, a game tomorrow night as well, so he could easily be back into the lineup sure. depending on uh, what happens tonight. But uh, I think that might be a wake-up call for Backus. Now, I'm not going to... Uh, give you unreasonable expectations and say Bacchus is going to light the world on fire again and get you 15 to 20 goals, which would be ideal for a guy making $6 million a year in the, and for a guy who's a little past his prime. But yes. at the same time, they definitely need more from him for sure. You know, I do need to give you props. Uh, if if uh, You're not going to go very far in the playoffs without pretty two pretty solid lines and then four good lines. Uh, so he may, in fact, break up that, that number one line. However, I said <laughs> that I didn't think it that would help Pasternak putting him with Krejci. And you said, oh, no, I think it'll be fine. And you were right. When Krejci played with those guys, they, they were really good. Yeah, for sure. And Krejci and Pasternak do have previous chemistry as well. So Cassie can always go back to that route if uh, needed. But you're never going to break up uh, – Marshan Bergeron, for sure. So no. you're not going to see David Krejci with um, Marshan and Pasternak as long as Bergeron's helping. Yeah. I, I've, I've said for a long time I do wish that uh, they found somebody to go with them. I, I felt they were, you know, that, again, they're that forward away from being able to split up those guys. Not that I want to split up that first line, but to, so that you have two lines that can score so you don't get just the checking line all all the time against Bergeron, and then you don't get any scoring, which just happens to them a lot. Yeah, definitely. And when you see a well-rounded team like uh, Tampa Bay, that's going to be um, quite the challenge for the Bruins, where who a uh, team like Tampa who can roll out all four lines, who has sure. a hell of a top six. And you have a team like the Bruins, who has a great first line and a pretty good fourth line, but... 
you still need uh, some help in that middle of the lineup there, and that's well, it won't. Uh, well, an upgrade won't uh, surpass Tampa per se. It will uh, help them uh, bridge the gap a little bit. I think you could have a closer series if you could get a guy like Wayne Simmons, Jacob Silverberg, Jeff Carter, or any other uh, proven veterans there on the market at the trade deadline. Are they looking just for a right wing, or just somebody who plays forward up that can they can move them around? Um, I think more just a winner who can uh, play uh, both sides. You look at uh, Jake Dabrowski, he's been able to do that uh, this year. Uh, actually, uh, the first two years of his career, he moved back to right wing, which this year for uh, for the first half this, of the season, which is his natural position. But he's not shy um, at left wing either. He's performed pretty well there, as we saw in the playoffs last year. So. Uh, so they may look for a little versatility on the wing. Maybe you look at their line center like a Charlie Coyle as well to give you a little more well-rounded depth on your third line there. But I think uh, the biggest need here is your second-line winner. Tim, were you surprised? Uh, the announcers in the Montreal game, kept it was a national broadcast, kept seeing surprising Montreal Canadians because – the rest of us in New England always go, yeah, right. Uh, they're always they always seem pretty good to us, but uh, I'm sure it's the rivalry. But uh, you know, a typical Claude Julian team, you know, scrappy, uh, play hard at both ends, uh, don't score a lot of goals, but somehow come up with a point or two. Yeah, definitely, and uh, I think I've been surprised this year. He should, uh, I think he's right up there in the Jack Adams race with the. Bruce Cassidy, uh, you got the coach in Calgary, uh, Bill Peters, who's been doing a heck of a job as well. He's probably the favorite. I don't think anyone expected Calgary to do this well. I don't think anyone expected to do Montreal to be right in the, in the middle of the playoff picture, you know, holding a wild card spot either. So, it's uh, but you got to get props to Claude there. Yes, he might have a little more talent. He has a healthy. Jay Weber now. He has some pretty good rookies, but they're still winning low-scoring games. They're still relying on Carey Price as far as he goes, so do the half. So they need sure. him to stay healthy for the rest of the season in order to finish the job and actually return to the playoffs. He is Tim Rosenthal, the managing editor of Bruins Daily. Find him on Twitter, underscore Tim Rosenthal, and you can also follow Bruins Daily at Bruins Daily, featured on Boston.com. Tim, thanks you so much, as usual, for updating us on all things Boston Bruins. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I'll be talking to you guys next week during the bye week. I don't even get the rest. (laughs) There you go. All right, Tim. Take care. I'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Have a good one.